Hi, everybody. This is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 245 for September 26, 2021. I am Marty. Really? I'm Christoph. It feels like we were just doing episode 227 last week. It's <laughs> we, crazy. We, you know what? Jack A basically <laughs> caught uh, a time warp. That's how they were both Tia and Tamara Maori. Uh, they, they were they were time well, displaced versions of each other. Yep, that's so right. they were variants. Uh, yes, yeah. they were variants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were variants. I see. Okay, it all right. comes together. If so, you so... want a wrestling podcast with sister sister references before <laughs> minute number one is complete, you've come to the right place, ladies. You're and home, gentlemen. sister and sister. <laughs> Brother, brother. Ah, goodness gracious. <laughs> it has been quite a time since we last joined you. Uh, our yeah. buddy Chris went to San Diego. So that's why yes. there was no uh, episode last week. German for whale's vagina, in case you were unaware. Yes. Uh, did not see any whales, uh, nor any vaginas, in case you were wondering. Um, but, you know, it was, a, it was a lovely little vacation to visit some friends. And I ate a lot of food and drank a lot of sour beer. And it was a, it was a lovely time. Don't know why you like the sour beer. Uh, oh, I, I fucking I, I love can no, I can no longer drink to the tummy meds, but uh, yeah, sour beer was never something that I mean. Beer in general, I've been kind of wishy washy on. Full stop. More of a yeah. cider gentleman over here, which is funny because okay. then you'd think I'd like a sour beer, but no. Well, the no. ciders are sweet mostly, right? Right, so. but some of them have a, a bit of a pucker, like due to the apple yeah. they choose True. and so on. Yeah, no, I'm big, big into the sours over here. And, uh, you know, almost everywhere we went in San Diego had uh, a different menu of local uh, craft brews. Um, so I, I always went right to the sour. And then yeah. sometimes I'll try something else for the second round. But most of the time I stuck with the sour. Yes, indeed. Now, folks, we do have a new episode of the Schlegel Soapbox this week. If you want to yep. hear uh, OG uh, Roughhouse Kingpin Justin Schlegel throughout his thoughts on the week of, or excuse me, the month of pro wrestling that was September 2021. Uh, so just hop on our Patreon and grab that. But uh, we've got some stuff to catch up on. We're going to talk a lot about AEW's Grand Slam week yeah. uh, over the next few minutes. But uh, before that, you know, we, we, we want to cover a little bit of everything because there were some things that happened while we were gone. And for better or for worse, we got to start with the biggest in the game. That is the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Now, I, I assume, Marty, you're going to lead off with the biggest news of the past couple weeks in, in regards to WWE. And that would be um, the uh, the introduction and crowning of our new Lord and Savior, Braun Breaker. Correct? <laughs> I, I, I did intend to talk about NXT 2.0 at some point. By the way, I just want to point out, uh, I, I have it here. I, I think it makes a terrible drop for the NXT 2.0 theme, but here it is real quick. I haven't even heard it yet. Yeah, what is it? 
Artem is taking life. Now you the same lies. Got these suburban nights thinking y'all ain't afraid to fight. Right in the mirror, crying a little. You shaking right down South Slang. Music with these hustlers. Keep it true to wow. self and never sell They really fucking hate Triple H. Because yeah, that, like, that, exact that could not polar be. Opposites. Yeah, that could not be. <laughs> no offense, Wale, but like that nothing about that says fuck yeah wrestling to me like yeah uh, man that was stock yeah that was uh, as mjf would say that was mid uh yeah that was that was that was not very good okay but but the new era of nxt has begun It, it is an era filled with large dudes who have stupid names and for the most part don't really know how to work the the shining crown jewel of all of it is bronson rex steiner the now named Braun Breaker, the most Vince McMahon name of all time. That is one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, in terms of just the name itself, uh, I don't know which is more egregious. The name Braun Breaker or the fact that you have the son of a Steiner not going by Steiner. And for like a hot minute, he even had it on his Twitter. His WWE name was Rex Steiner, which is a fucking great wrestling great name. name. Like outstanding, especially because he talks like Scott and he looks like Rick because he's Rick's kid. He's OK. I wasn't sure which he yeah, was. He's okay. Rick's kid. But when he when he cuts a promo, he fucking sounds like Scott, which means we have all sorts of nonsensical promos to look forward to in the not yeah. too distant future. He comes off like a star like uh, this week. Uh, they, they had a tag match. Um, it was him and Ciampa against uh, uh, Dunn. And I'm struggling to remember who the fourth guy was. Kevin uh, Dunn. Kevin Dunn got in the ring finally. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He finally did it. Um, right. Hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the, the, the results. Um, it was uh, Ciampa and Breaker against Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland. And. Could not pick Ridge Holland out of a fucking lineup. He was the really big, uh, the really big guy who mangled his leg in like a second match. Um, sure, former rugby player. Cool. I, I, I think, you know, in that match, I mean, yeah, you got Champa and and Dunn, who are supposed to be the workhorses. Braun Breaker looked great there. Braun Breaker okay. looked great. Full stop. I think he has potential to be, if not the guy, a top tier guy. I can't shit on him. Like, of of the absolute truckload of vaguely charismatic, ultimately uninteresting <clears throat> white dudes that they just decided to parade out and call NXT 2.0, he stands leaps and bounds among the others. Literally and figuratively. Yes. He's, he's going to be great. I, I haven't heard Braun Breaker's theme, uh, but if 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 I were in charge of the music in NXT, uh, I would, uh, you know, personally take the theme song um, to the 1960s classic Goldfinger and have it Braun Breaker. <laughs> Just have yes. some sultry, smoky voice, Eartha Kitt style uh, vocals over that there. I think it would mesh up yeah. really good with Wale is what I'm saying. Oh, no, no disagreement. But the thing that's so weird is, is also, uh, especially on the first show, where of all people, shock of shocks, they had the, the fatal four-way for the NXT championship. Right. Which I'm going to break down and talk about in, in a moment. Of all people, who would have thought Tommaso Ciampa would be the one walking away as world champion? Yeah. Who else was it? Was it done in that match? Uh, was, was Roddy well, in that match? It started as Tommaso Ciampa versus L.A. Knight versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne. Okay. Over the course of the show, Braun Breaker 
had a match with L.A. Knight. So L.A. Mm-hmm. Knight had an opening promo, got interrupted by Braun Breaker. Okay, impromptu match, sure. Yes. Braun, ba- Braun Breaker, excuse me, beats L.A. Knight clean as a sheet at the top of the show. Okay, all right. So even if he was in the match, he wasn't going to win it. Yes. Later on in the show, fucking Kyle O'Reilly gets jumped. And replacing Kyle O'Reilly is yet another random debut, Von Wagner. Von Wagner. Okay, who the fuck is that? uh, He is the son of uh, former Beverly brother Wayne Bloom. (sighs) Okay. So so you have one guy in the four-way in LA Knight lose Mm -hmm. to a debuting talent. Mm -hmm. That debuting talent does not get added to the four-way. Another ancillary debuting talent gets added to the four-way because they showed him and Kyle having a friendly conversation prior to Kyle getting jumped and taken out of the match. Wow. So if you ever needed an indication that Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn were running NXT, this is fucking it right here. Yes. Yes. Now, what is also frustrating, and I'm sorry that I'm repeating a, a joke that I did on our Twitter uh, but also, I'm sorry that it's a joke that was repeated by multiple people, but I still got to throw it out there. They debuted this guy they've had in developmental real name, Joe Ariola. That's his name. <laughs> that is his legal name. Uh, uh, yes. So that so they 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 changed his name to Larry Labia. Is that, is that <laughs> no, it? no. They decided to give him the most Italian gimmick ever. Oh, this guy. Okay. Yes, yes. Like the the FBI in eight, in uh, uh, yeah. in ECW would go. Whoa, time. this guy yeah. is is a bit of a throwback in terms of uh, how we handle racial equality. Uh, okay, they, all right. They gave him the name Tony D'Angelo. Wow. <laughs> which, by the way, is the name of a problematic hockey player. So awesome. Hats off to you there, folks. But Joey Nips, that's a name. It's right fucking there. Is it is it is. Hey, it's your boy right Joey there. Nips. You got a problem? You don't take care of Joey Nips. Like you know what's on. really making me chap right now? I'm Joey Nips. Hey, you how's know? it going, Joey Nips? Hey, how you how doing? You? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Wow, yeah, that. Uh, so is the is he is he the sanitation worker? Is that uh, or is that somebody else? Uh, yeah, no one, no one has a a garbage man gimmick yet. Okay, I don't yet. know why I thought I saw something. Uh, yeah, there, they that. did, however, re-debut Joe Gacy on this past Wednesday's show. Okay, Wayne's son. Uh, no, John no, Wayne's son, no, no, no. John a former Gacy, yeah. Combat Zone Wrestling World Champion, Joe uh, okay. Gacy. He okay. got signed when Evolve uh, fell apart because he was getting featured there. He and uh, Kingston actually were, uh, I think they were the last uh, Evolve tag champions. Hmm. Um, okay. Kofi? Uh, Eddie. <laughs> no, I know. Yes. <laughs> just, just clarify. Just clarify yeah, for yeah, the yeah. people at home. <laughs> They're um, brothers, right, though? Kofi and Eddie? Yeah, exactly. You know, brothers yeah. from different mothers. Yeah. Um, so Joe Gacy got debuted on NXT and I, I feel bad that uh, I, I didn't take the opportunity to download the audio earlier. He cut this promo about, you know, the ring is his safe space and he's tired oh, of these oh microaggressions. No. This got them featured on like New York Daily News. This got them featured on Fox News, all these different things. Since Wednesday, 
And since they got all this mainstream pub about this fucking, you know, quote unquote, super woke leftist character as a heel, as a heel, they pulled the YouTube clips down, they pulled the <laughs> tweets down. This is the most attention NXT has gotten in ages from people with pulses who aren't gigantic <laughs> wrestling nerds like us. And they're scared of it? You know what? I will. Wow. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that this was a conscious decision because then they're going to start having a character talk about cancel culture uh, on, on next week's show about how these clips were taken down and you can't you know what? That, speak that, your mind that may anymore. Be, that may be the direction they go in. It probably won't be because it's the logical thing. It, fair, uh, fair. And I, I don't I never expect them to do the logical thing, but you know, it's but there. My problem more than anything was his promo was just this pastiche of the quote unquote woke leftist terms. Mm-hmm. It made no sense. No, like of there was not. there was no direction in anything it was saying beyond like, let's go to the next turn of phrase. You know, like right. it was Yeah. Uh, I, I don't hate the idea of, you know, doing a send up type, you know, basically a, a, a 2021 version of right to censor. I, I, I'm not opposed <clears throat> to that, even though I myself would probably be defined by most as a woke leftist in and of myself. I don't mind them doing this character at its core. Whatever. I just don't care. If, if it gets a guy over, fine. But like that that they got mainstream pub and then went whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa no 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 we don't want attention on us like what? did they what did they get any mainstream pub when they uh launched retribution as a an answer to antifa is that uh, <laughs> you know like no no they did not and great news buddy uh the former slapjack which one was that uh Shane Thorne N- not Mikey Nichols not Mikey Nichols okay Shane Thorne <laughs> He got to re-debut on a dark match this week at SmackDown, and he is doing fucking Outback Jack from 1985 all over again. Oh, my God. What the fuck is happening in Stanford, man? Is somebody poisoning the water in Titan Tower? What is happening? But, But I will say this, since we last chatted. WWE did a good thing, and unfortunately, they did exactly what I expected with it. So not this past Monday, but the Monday mm-hmm. prior in the middle of the afternoon. This was this yeah. was the first Raw going against Monday Night Football. The first Raw since AEW beat the demo number yeah. of Raw. Big E hops on Twitter and says, hey, guess what? Tonight I'm cashing in. And sure as shit, Monday night on Raw, main event, top segment of the night. It was Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton because they decided to move that match up to Monday. Bobby Lashley wins, but barely. He got shit kicked out of him by Randy Orton along the way. Oh, don't you dare be sour. It's time to cash in the fucking briefcase. Here comes Big E. Big E cashes in. Big E gets the win. New Raw world champion. Big feel-good moment. Kofi and Xavier there. They're celebrating with him. Big feel-good thing. Everyone on Twitter is losing their shit. Everyone in wrestling is, regardless of what company you're with, is saying, hey, that's our guy. That's a guy who deserves it. It was an awesome moment. It was an awesome little chunk of that show. It was an awesome chance for Big E to be rewarded for being B 
Big E. You know, he, mm-hmm. he has <clears throat> always been who he wanted to be in WWE, even though people uh, both in storyline and out have told him, you know, you you need to be more serious, all that. No, he got to the top. He got to be world champion by being himself. It was a true feel-good moment. And God damn it, I love the guy. I'm so happy that he had this win. But as always, the follow-up is the motherfucker. WWE going WWE. Because I, my concern about all this, after that happened on Monday, and I was happy as hell to hear on Monday that he won. Because I didn't watch it live. Why would I watch the show live, Chris? Sure, no, fuck. I haven't watched Raw in years. I saw when I woke up on Tuesday morning. I heard all this, and I'm like, all right, that's fucking cool. That's, that's great. But the follow-up is always the motherfucker. So they announced during SmackDown on Friday that on Monday on Raw, they were going to have the New Day in a six-man tag against the Bloodline, which is Roman Reigns and the Usos. Now, Roman Reigns, might I remind you, is feuding with Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar at the same time right now. That's what the head of the table does, Marty. Well, they just decided to throw him and Big E against each other. And look, on paper, the New Day versus Roman Reign and the Usos, it's a great fucking match. Mm-hmm. I want to see that match in an environment other than the one that it took place in. Because the match happened on Monday, and for the minutes that it happened, it was good. It was a really fun time. However, it was at the top of the show, and they used it instead to build to a triple threat match. In the main event of Raw, between Roman Reigns, Big E, and Bobby Lashley. Okay. So the Bloodline won. For a title? No. Okay. Even though you had the Raw World Champion and the SmackDown World Champion in this main event against a former Raw World Champion. So the Bloodline won, so Roman Reigns went over. Are they still calling it Universal Champion, or is it Raw World Champion? Uh... I, I just say it that way, so it's easy. Okay, all right. I didn't know if they it, were still it, using that brand. It, it is the Universal Championship. That's what's over on SmackDown. Cause, oh, that's on SmackDown. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it, it got moved over to SmackDown with uh, Bray Wyatt. That's when the belt turned blue. And then, oh. uh, anyway. Okay. It's just a lot easier to call it World Championship and designate what TV show it's on. Sure, um, sure, 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 sure. Anyway. So Roman Reigns wins at the top of the show. And, of course... You have Biggie, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns in the main event of Raw. Well, uh, Biggie didn't eat the pin, did he? No, thankfully. Okay. That's what Bobby Lashley was there for. Well, no, I'm talking about for the, the tag match in the beginning. Oh, Bobby Lashley. Uh, or sorry, Biggie. No, no, no. It was, uh, I think it was Xavier who took the pin okay. on that one. All right. Um, so Biggie hasn't been pinned through all of this. Okay. But everybody got sacrificed at the altar of Roman again. He's the head of the table, Marty. I understand, but at the same fellas. time, if I'm Fox or USA, the SmackDown guys are now on Raw mm-hmm. and being featured prominently on Raw and being given matches on Raw, matches that matter, as opposed to like this Friday where the main event was fucking Montez Ford versus Roman Reigns. Oh, my God. I saw a gif of Montez Ford trying to run across the announce table. He takes one step on it and it crumbles. Oh, yeah. The, Hysterical. The crack task rabbit crew assigned to Whew. assembling that table did not really deliver there. Yeah. Um, but he's being featured more prominently on Raw. 
And then, <laughs> if I'm USA, all the Raw guys are being beat by the fucking SmackDown guy. Yeah. Like, what the shit is even happening anymore? They don't know. And that's the <laughs> they thing. Don't care. There's, there, there's, there's no consistency about any of this. Tonight is Extreme Rules. Oh, is that tonight? That is shit. tonight. You know how many Extreme Rules matches there are on Extreme Rules? One. One. You know when it became an Extreme Rules match? Friday. Friday. <laughs> uh, uh, yep, that's that's that is on brand for the Fed. We have six matches announced for this goddamn show. Okay. All right. What do we got? Late Liam on me. Roman Reigns versus a Demon Finn Balor in an Extreme Rules match. So the Demon gets his first L. Okay. Yeah. In a singles match. Becky Lynch defends the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Sorry, Bianca. You had a fun run. In a singles match, Charlotte Flair defends the Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss. Don't get me started on the fucking Alexa-Charlotte angle, by the way. Are they still doing the creepy possessed doll thing? They are, and Charlotte's going, this is stupid and not real. So she's no-selling it. Fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like so a true I, flair. Exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck. We, I don't know if you want to uh, dig yeah, into Dark Side of the Ring at all. but I know. Uh, we got the Usos and the Street Profits for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship with no stipulation. The Usos are champs? Usos are the champs. Okay, all right. Liv Morgan versus Carmella in a singles match. Uh, is there, has there been some kind of feud between the two? Vaguely. Okay. It's been going on all year. All right. And we got cool. a triple threat match for the U.S. Championship. Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. And they okay. did the same fucking thing they did with Keith Lee and Matt Riddle not that long ago, where uh, Matt Riddle was supposed to get a U.S. T- I don't know if you remember this. Matt Riddle was supposed to get a U.S. championship match, and then okay. they had it was uh, against Bobby Lashley, uh, and then they had Keith Lee randomly beat Matt Riddle, and instead of going, oh well, he's the number one contender now, they just inserted him in. Well, on Monday, Sheamus got beat by Jeff Hardy, so now Jeff Hardy gets a U.S. title shot. Jeff Hardy only inserted it into the U.S. title picture because people noticed he was part of the geeks chasing our truth for the 24-7 title, and Twitter got their panties in a twist, and someone went, oh, I guess we should actually do something with the guy we spend millions of a year on. Where's Kevin Owens? Uh, he is feuding with Happy Corbin. Oh, God. Happy Corbin uh, had a talk show segment <sighs> this week. Was interrupted by Kevin Owens, and of course, because Corbin needs it, he has a new lackey in the returning Riddick Moss. I, I can't. I, I I don't. I happy. I can't. No. No. He's we're happy done. Corbin. Because we're done. He's... I'm not talking about WWE anymore today. We hit right. our quota. All right. Cool. Jesus Christ. That shit sucks, man. That is some bad shit. That is some bad sports entertainment. Well, and I we, we to go spend from any more bad to possibly just as bad. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. We are in the heat of the G1 Climax 31. Oh, haven't watched a second of it. Hey, there have been good matches. Uh, I know. Shingo I know. Ishii Night 1, totally worth checking out. Uh, Okada Tanahashi Night 2, totally worth checking out. Shingo versus Zack Sabre Jr. Night 3, give it a spin. Um, yeah, yeah. However, hey, Mark, your uh, New Japan uh, uh, subscription isn't working. Uh, heads up. <laughs> Shoot me a text. We'll figure something out. <laughs> uh, however, tragedy has struck as Tetsuya Naito out for the entirety of the G1 uh, night one. Damn. He has a torn ACL. Look, look, his knees have been held together by duct tape and hope 
for a number Bub- of years yeah. now. Bubblegum. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it, it's a bummer to see him, you know, pulled out of the tournament. Um, some of the matches that they are putting in as filler, you know, not necessarily as as uh, uh, replacement matches because Naito has forfeited all of his remaining matches, which okay. has got to fuck G1 math for at least Gato, if not uh, anyone doing pickums or that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we're getting some unique singles matches out of it. We're supposed to have uh, Ishii versus Hiromu one night coming up soon. Mm. Uh, today gave us Shingo versus Nagata, who uh, in match two just decided, fuck it, we're going to beat the hell out of each other, even though this match is meaningless and was added last yeah. minute. Nice. So there, there's some positive things coming out of it. It's just, it's a very, very cursed year for New Japan. Um, I mean, yeah, it's uh, kind of been cursed since the pandemic. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's been cursed since fucking Liger retired. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's that'll do it. Uh, but right now, taking a look at the A block and the B block, A block is currently in first place. The Great Okan with eight points. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right behind him, tied with six points each, are ZSJ, Toriano, and Kenta. Shingo in the middle of the pack, tied with wow. Yujiro Takahashi and Kota Jesus Ibushi with four fucking points. Christ. Tangaloa's got two. Tom Harishi's got two. Uh, B block, uh, three way tie at the top between Cobb, Taichi, and Okada. Then we've got uh, Evil, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Sonata with two, uh, and Tamatanga with two points. And then Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, and Chase Owens, all with zero points. As it should be. Yes. Yeah. Um, Chase Owens should not have points. Uh, full stop. But um, hey, a- at least they're running U.S. shows at the same time, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. I haven't watched any of those either. So, uh, well, to to be fair, the uh, the the first of the current U.S. tour, uh, it's a taping. It's going to be aired later. It's the Autumn Attack shows. It was main evented by Robbie Eagles versus Jay White. Okay. Uh, which I uh, heard was very, very good. Um, was that for the junior heavyweight title or just a grudge match? Just a thing? grudge match. Because uh, don't forget, Jay White is also. Oh, he's a never title. He's never, never title. Yeah, that's also. right. Um, wow. The co-main event was Will Ospreay versus Carl Fredericks. Ospreay went over in that one. Uh, but we have a new member of the United Empire. Joined oh. in the post-match to do. So Will Ospreay's been adding some new folks to the United Empire. Two weekends ago, uh, at a Rev Pro show in the UK, Aussie Open, who are finally back on the scene, joined up with Will Ospreay as they did a triple beatdown on Shooter, Shota Umino. Oh, uh, Shooter. Yeah, so Shooter uh, still still in the mix, folks. Okay. Uh, even though he's been, you know, stuck in the UK, being able to do nothing for the past year. Yeah. Uh, but... We got a new member of United Empire on this show. So now the United Empire is Will Ospreay, Great Ocon, Jeff Cobb, Ozzy Open, and Clark Connors. No, it is not no? Clark Connors. No. Is it another? Is it an uh, LA Dojo guy? Um, not this era of LA Dojo. A past LA Dojo guy. Okay, yeah, that's, that's lost on me. Then who you got, ladies and gentlemen, joining. The team of United Empire. It's a roughhouse favorite. My friend in yours, TJP. Oh, fuck. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> You're joking yes. with me right now. Yeah, it, it, I'm 100% serious. TJP oh. joined United Empire. Jesus fucking Christ. Man, if that's a match made in fucking 
super hell of Osprey as a human being and TJP as a human being. Jesus, God, that sucks. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> pisses me off. I'm not even super into the product right now, but God damn it. That pisses me off. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, this was after, uh, pulling the curtain back a little bit. Your boys were starting to, uh, or at least I was starting to debate. Do we go to Philly? Do we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause... I mean that, that, that Suzuki goon, uh, Mox and Kingston matches definitely has some appeal to me there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, and even though we make fun of Billy Briggs all the time, fucking Osprey Live is undoubtedly kind of awesome. It's on to a see. good show, yeah. Jay White, definite king size competitor there, and I, I think they're running. Uh, I think night one has uh, Suzuki and Chris Dickinson, which should fucking slap. So yeah, yeah. you know it's got some I positives. However, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. TJP. TJP. Oh, I mean, we saw TJP at the fucking uh, MLW show we went to, and we just didn't pay attention to the match. You so. know, that's a great point. We could just <laughs> we just go to that that nice little hangout spot that they've got by the merch. Yeah, well, you know, I'll I'll hide out, avoid that creepy guy Chris, and then we'll you know, uh, and then <laughs> are you gonna bleep that? or You're gonna let him hear that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, look. Uh, I, I will say also. I mean, it's next weekend, so I, I don't think it's happening. That that ML. Oh, is it show. next weekend? I thought well, it was the weekend. The, the, the the New Japan shows in two weekends. Okay, but uh, or three weekends. The uh, MLW show is actually sounding pretty good with the Opera Cup uh, lineup. Oh, we just want to see Alex Shelley again. Yeah, Alex Shelley again. Uh, <laughs> fucking Tajiri. I don't think I've ever seen Tajiri live. So. Isn't TJP in that also? Yes, yes, he is. Can't God. fucking escape him. Stop booking that guy. <laughs> in Good fact, guy. Alex Shelley is going against TJP. Uh, so you have to watch a TJP. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Cursed ear. Oh, boy. But hey, <laughs> you know what is good, Chris? <sighs> Dynamite, Grand Slam. Very, very, very big week for AEW this week. Uh, we had two shows emanating from Arthur Ashe Stadium, uh, both taped on – well, one was live on Wednesday in Dynamite. One yeah. was taped on Wednesday in Rampage. But before we even got there, we got uh, what I feel like is kind of a momentous announcement and also brought the worst takes out of the internet as – AEW announced that they were going to be working hand in hand with Martha Hart and the Owen Hart Foundation to uh, launch both a series of uh, merchandise, T-shirts, posters, all the fun stuff. Owen Hart is going to be in the AEW video game and awesome. they're going to have the Owen Hart Cup tournament, an annual event in AEW celebrating the life and legacy of Owen Hart winner getting the Owen. Uh I think this is frankly uh, incredible. Um, it, it's very clear, especially if you watch the dark side of the ring, uh, yeah. covering the life of Owen, that that Martha Hart, um, despite how she has been painted in, in many wrestling fan circles over the years, does not hate pro wrestling. No, just very clearly hates Vince McMahon and the WWE. Folks. They killed her husband. There's no better oh, way. To I'm, no, I'm not saying she's not justified. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying she's a million percent. Let, let's, let's lay it out there. She hates WWE and with yeah. a very good reason as a legit yes. murdered her husband. 
Yes. I get it. So to see her go, it, it's not, it's not the industry. It's, it's the business. And, yeah. and to pair up with a company that in many ways continues the legacy that Owen and his brother started in WWF of smaller guys, more talented, more technical, more capable. Um, I, I think this is a, a great pairing. Uh, and I think it is a, a great, uh, a great gesture, not just to the legacy of Owen Hart, but also to, you know, his decades of fans. I, I, I think this is incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm. I think it's a, you know, it's a good business move. It's a good PR move, and it's a good uh, feel good sort of move. And Tony Khan continues to be the guy to uh, bring people back <laughs> to yes. the business uh, that have, you know, mostly, I think, uh, on average, uh, been scorned by Vince McMahon and WWE over the course of many years. Yes. So, you know, obviously, Punk and now the uh, now Martha Hart are two of the bigger ones. But, you know, they had uh, Bret Hart at All In announce the, you know, the um, bring out Big Platinum for the first time. Yes, indeed. So I, I'd imagine that, uh, you know, he's still friendly with TK. Maybe Bret and Martha might show up at the crowning of, uh, you know, the the champion of this own heart tournament. Um, yeah. I am looking forward to seeing how this uh, tournament comes together and, and everything like that. I love a good tournament, especially if it's going to be focused on, you know, the smaller guys doing crazy things. Um, I'm a hundred percent on board for it. Him being in the video game is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, that's uh, everything about this is good aside from the, you know, the brainwashed side of the uh, wrestling Twitter that are just I, are people like, I, I I I can't wrap my head around some of these tweets that I read yeah, from people. Yeah, yeah. Are they that fucking brainwashed? Are they just stupid? Are they unmedicated? What what is this this portion of people? I I just I, it it bothers me. Uh, I I don't know. I, I to the the old thing that i used to at least mumble to myself when when you would see things like this is they ain't going to fuck you bro uh right that the, at no point does vince mcmahon <laughs> see any of these tweets and if he does he certainly doesn't go ah my people like he yeah. doesn't give a shit about you he does no. not care about you he he, no. he will ignore you until your money goes away like that's that's it uh he it is remarkable how much people dedicate themselves to someone who clearly gives zero fucks about them. I'm not saying yeah. Tony Khan gives a shit about me either, but at the very least, I feel like if I ran into one of them in the airport, Tony Khan would at least hear me out for five seconds versus yeah. Vince McMahon would be like, ah, humans talking and like get me shunned away somehow. He, um, he might even punch you. <laughs> right, right, right. But that also says, you know, that Vince McMahon gets in, uh, uh, gets into an airport ever. And you could right. probably no. say the same oh, about no. Tony Khan. No. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's just so yeah. fucking weird. Like, they're businessmen who don't really care about us. It just so happens that uh, one of them, at least, uh, their interests and tastes tend to align a bit more with ours. And, yes. Um, the, the the things that he does and continues to do is like, oh, shit, it's literally one of us getting the ability to do pro wrestling. Yeah. And uh, Wednesday night was a, a magnificent 
uh, example of it. Arthur Ashe Stadium, a venue upon which pro wrestling has never been held, looked absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I can't imagine. You know, I didn't even know that place existed, but now knowing that it exists and seeing how gorgeous a pro wrestling setup can be in there, man, yeah. it looked fucking massive. It, it looked, looked like great. a WrestleMania. It, it did. It, it, it did. It, it looked unreal. Uh, the I don't know if it's the real number, but twenty thousand one hundred and seventy-seven fans were yeah. announced to be in attendance. And at the top of the show, we went right to the fireworks factory, folks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, you know, I uh, the those who follow me on Twitter know some things. I'm not going to hash all of it. This week has been a really, really shitty one for mm. your boy Marty over here, and. I said to to Chris via text, you know what? I really need this show to be good. Yeah. yeah. And sure as shit, two gentlemen entered the ring at the top of the hour on TNT on Wednesday. And over the next 30 minutes, alongside a willing crowd of 20,000 plus fans, mm-hmm. gave me one of the most thrilling, exciting and genuinely emotional matches I've seen on television in years. I, I, I like, I don't, I may need to run it back when I am not in the state that I was in. <laughs> yeah. 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 But this blew away every expectation I had. And what was even more stunning about the match was at the end of it, you knew there was still a lot more meat on that bone. Oh my God. Kenny yeah. Omega and the American dragon, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson tore the house down in Queens on Wednesday in one of the finest matches I've ever seen. Period. Yeah. I mean, two guys that are, you know, in discussion as two of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's a stretch. To say uh, yeah, absolutely of the modern era currently active uh, and they're both, you know, out there, you know, putting out these amazing matches for free on TV. Well, not free. I mean, you got to pay for cable, but still, yeah. you know what we're saying. Um, it was it was it was an outstanding match and I was frothing at the mouth wanting more at the end. So mission accomplished yeah. to, uh, to those two guys and to, to Tony and everybody else who was, who helped put that match together. Cause yeah. it was, uh, it was a beautiful piece of pro wrestling. Um, you know, seeing Brian's reaction to being out there and, and feeling the, feeling the crowd being a hundred percent behind him and Kenny, you know, mouthing, I don't give a shit across the ring to him. Yes. It, it was, it, and then everything that followed some of the brutality that Snapdragon on the ramp and some of the most vicious V triggers I've seen, uh, this side of the land of the rising sun. Um, yeah. just, just a fantastic, we got a fucking cattle mutilation in there. Yeah, we did. Even yeah, we called, did. You know, yeah, and even called cattle mutilation on, on yeah. TNT. Um, it was, it was, it was glorious. It uh, was truly. Uh, uh, it, it was, it was unbelievable. Uh, Brian Danielson, a man who we saw retire, yeah, due to injury, a man who we saw come back, and. You know, you hate to say it, especially because there were some very memorable moments in his last run in WWE. 
uh, you know, from from his return to his heel turn, his run with the weed belt. Uh, oh, you know, the Planet's Championship was the, so the, the Planet's Champion, great. The, the Kofi Mania at, at yeah. WrestleMania, um, to even his attempts at the end of his run in WWE to elevate guys on the way out. Yeah. Like an absolute pro. We have not seen this Brian Danielson in a very long time. It's true. And he looked incredible. Came out, looked like he was in incredible shape, mm-hmm. looked happy, looked refreshed, yeah. looked ready to go. And he proceeded to have on paper, like if you're just talking about the moves, yes, there were, you know, the brutal snapdragons and, and the, the V triggers. It was very straightforward. Grappling, chops, some slams yeah. here and there. But it was just pure, high-grade professional wrestling. Yeah. And he looked to be having the time of his life. He got roughed up something fierce. His chest was... Uh, cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Yeah. He had something going on by his eyebrow. Like, he, yeah. he got murked a bit in there. But also, some of the crazier spots he took in really safe but also crazy looking ways taking the snapdragon off the top and turning it into basically a moonsault yeah onto his his chest uh the buckle bomb turning Ooh. into like not a buckle bomb but he like slingshotted off the top rope yeah again over, yeah. probably a lot safer than taking a real buckle bomb but looked sick as hell yeah it did uh just so good and an omega you wanted the cleaner. You wanted the the world beater in that one, and and yeah. that's who he was. And and the, also the fact that unlike every other draw you've seen in professional wrestling, this was not. Oh, he's he hit the the one wing angel one two times up. Yeah. Oh, he's got he's got the the label lock on. He's reaching for the ropes. Is he gonna tap? Bell rings. No, they were still scrapping at the end there. Yeah, if I were to pick a nit about this um is that all we heard you know they they announced 30 minute time limit at the beginning yes and then we heard very faintly justin roberts do a five minute remain sort of thing um i don't know if that helped or hurt and i'm sure that was just a cue to the guys in there to all right let's go into this final sequence but you know for I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I wanted them to do the every five minute updates on the time thing like like a New Japan does. Um, but when you go to a time limit draw, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't decide whether or not it was a good or a bad thing to not have those uh, updates throughout the match. I, I think it, from what I hear from those who were attending live versus those watching at home, apparently the, the, the time calls were more regular and more clear to those in the building. So, uh, Oh, really? So they did make them? Uh, unfortunately, we're looking at another sound issue for production yeah. for AEW, which um, definitely a pain in the butt. Um, but, you know, it is it is what it is. Okay. Uh, I, I'm undoubtedly going to be talking this match up when we go to match of the year discussions. Yeah. Um, and God help us if they get to run it back one more time before the year is out. Because shit, is that what you run at full gear to to fill up the uh, presumed target center in uh, Minneapolis? I think you could do little a little more than that. Like that is that is a big time match. Yeah. No, so. absolutely. I, I, I'm. 
anxiously awaiting part two. If you know, and it, and it may be a while uh, before that happens. Uh, maybe you know, Brian gets to do something else for a little bit, go through his uh, tick off some on his you know to 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 wrestle list. Right. Uh, but maybe continue. I don't know. Um, you know, we'll we'll find out uh, which direction we're kind of headed on Wednesday. I'd imagine. Yes. So also on the dynamite. Grand Slam show it was MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. This was just white meat babyface going against an absolute dickish heel. Uh, let me tell you, twenty thousand people raining booze down on MJF yeah. even for his hometown show. Uh, that was quite a thing to hear during his intro. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. The acoustics in the building are great, and when they were captured well on the yes. sound, it uh it definitely resonated. Yes, uh, MJF ends up winning with the salt of the earth, tapping out Brian Pillman, and uh, presumably both gentlemen get to move on to bigger and brighter things now. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure where MJF uh, will go next, but I'm curious to find out. I, I still think him and Punk has money written all over it. Yeah, but I feel like he's tied up with Team Taz right now. So Fair point, fair point. Well, we had Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes, the big rematch after Cody... Uh, apparently was going to retire in the ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked a, a bit about this in Schlegel Soapbox, so we'll we'll hit the high points here, which is fucking Queens did not care for Cody, let me tell you. No, no. They, 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 were, were, they were... It was a pro-Malachi crowd. Yeah. Uh, and I think Black looked really good. Um, mm-hmm. Was crisp on a lot of the stuff. And, you know, the match itself was good. No, no disrespect to Cody and, well, and his talents. It was good to a point. And then you had the finish, which involved Arn getting on the mm-hmm. apron. He was yeah. in the wrong place and then fucking fell on his back like a turtle on the way there. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the camera would have caught it. Uh, I, I'm you, sure there there's at least one camera that has him struggling to get up. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Brandy had to roll him over onto his stomach so that he could get up <laughs> to get placed on the other side of the ring at the time. Uh, yeah. He definitely should have practiced getting around that ring post ahead of time because it's definitely a different setup than he's probably used to. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very uncomfortable to watch uh, for for us at home as time stood still. Looking yeah. forward to when that gets covered on roads to the top. <laughs> One thing I am looking forward to in Rose to the Top from watching the promos is that they're going to address that weigh-in segment that totally shit the bed. Yes. Um, so I'm curious how much, you know, well, what I'm curious to see how much of this is total divas uh, and faked up for, you know, entertainment purposes and how much of it will be documentary sort of style and what's going on. Uh, I, I am a little intrigued on how the show is going to go. My other question is why are they, why would they not use grand slam as a lead in to the debut of that show? Why are they doing it next week? I have no idea. I, okay. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, <laughs> okay. I no disagreement here, uh, but I, I could not tell you why they, they aren't using that uh, in that way. Um, Oh, was when was Rosario Dawson? Was that the week prior? That yes. was the week prior. Yeah, that was, we that didn't was talk about prior. that, but yeah, yeah, she popped up. Uh, always love to see Rosario Dawson in anything. Um, so nice right. to see her. Yeah, supporting is... her Go Big Show co-host. Yeah, and she's probably in Jersey anyway, filming Clerks Three. So yeah, got that going right. for. Her. We had Sting and Darby Allen go against FTR, and I, I hate oh, man. to I hate to always discuss AEW in relation to WWE, but. This is how you use a legend, folks. Credit yeah. where credit is due. For a 63-year-old man, Sting should not be as good a professional wrestler as he is. 
Dude, Sting looks and moves better than Chris Jericho, who is yes. 10, 12 years his junior. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is kind of kind of crazy. Uh, Sting, I mean, you know, and, you know, this goes along with what you said, the way they use their legends. Sting has been used so pitch perfectly, I think. Yeah. Uh, in, in this, you know, I have my worries when he debuted of, uh, is he going to be, you know, a regular wrestler doing, you know, sloppy matches? He's only had what under a hand or a handful yeah, of yeah, matches. They, they, they did the uh, the cinematic uh, the match. cinematic match. They had Darby and Sting versus Men of the Year at um, yeah. at Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. They did the Tornado Tag Match at Dynamite in Texas, mm-hmm. and now this. So this this will be his fourth match, right? Uh, so they under a handful of matches. Yeah. Uh, he's been used sparingly. And even in the match, you know, he gets the big spots in. Mm-hmm. Well, he got active a couple times with 2.0 uh, also yeah, yeah, yeah. as yeah. well. But, but yeah, they're, they're using him in a way that protects him, you know, in, in, in the immortal words of uh, Wu-Tang, protects the neck. Yes. Um, and uh, which is good to see considering he's, he's an old man. But and he's has spinal stenosis. And has spinal stenosis cervical. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's been used. He's been used well. The matches have been fun. Mm-hmm. He's a perfect pair for Darby. It's yes. helping Darby get further over. Everything about it has has been top notch. Yeah, and this and FTR match, put yeah. the work in as well, and we're probably marking out internally. Oh yeah, F- FTR were just like, we are gonna do the fucking grab bag greatest greatest hits of Jim Crockett era. Yeah, tag matches, JCP, and just running through every single rock and roll Midnight Express yeah. horseman spot you could think of. Uh, there's even a fun little moment where uh, there was the, the chair in the corner being held up by Tully. Yeah. Stops and gets in Tully's face, you know, just calling back their decades of, yeah. he uh, clocks them too, didn't he? Yeah. 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 But just calling back their yeah. decades of, of sure. having a feud. Uh, it, it was super fun. Darby looked like a star. FTR looked like the world's greatest tag team. And Sting looked like an absolute iconic legend. Yeah, it was perfect. And, was, and and Dax tapping out to a Scorpion Deathlock is not, you know, yeah, that's not going to affect him Dax long term. Tapping out to a Scorpion Deathlock while Cash tries to hold his hand, so Darby yeah. hits a fucking coffin drop on the apron. Beautiful! What a crazy finish! Beautiful! So loved great! It. So so great! Absolutely loved it. Oh, and I love that uh, he's now doing the coffin splash in the corner as, a, yeah. as an homage to Sting. He's he's done a version of it, but now it's like a a proper spot. So yeah. enjoyed that a lot. And then the main event on Wednesday was for the Women's World Championship. Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, defending against Ruby Soho. Very good match. Um, I, I think if anything, it got hurt by being the main event of the evening. Yeah. Um, I I recognize they wanted to give. Uh, 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 Omega and Brian as much time as humanly possible right. to, you know, hit their marks and do the match they wanted to do. Um, so they put that on first because that's where the the least amount of commercial breaks are and, and so on. Uh, but it definitely, pay, you know, it made the women's title match pale in comparison. But really, even CM Punk said it in his promo that he came out and did right after the match. How the hell do you follow that? Yeah. So uh, I, I thought it was very good. Nice face heel dynamic. Ruby is super over with the crowd, as is yep. Britt Baker. Um, you know, there was enough interference from Jamie and Rebel to to keep uh, the heat on Ruby strong. 
Um, I thought it was very, very good. And hey, you got Britt Baker standing tall uh, as one of the faces of the Mount Rushmore of AEW yeah, in their biggest be. show to date. So excellent yeah. work all around. Yeah. Love Ruby Soho, uh, but yeah, it was it was too early for her and too early to take the the title off of off of Brit, you know. Yeah. Um, so curious to see where Brit uh, goes next. They're, they're teasing this what triple threat thing for was it next week's Rampage. It's uh, is it is it Nyla and Thunder Rosa and somebody else? Nyla, Thunder Rosa, and I think Jade. Yes, Jade. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, so so we'll see where that ends up landing. But yeah. on Friday night, taped right after it was. Rampage coming at you live. And it kicked off with CM Punk's first match on television in seven years as he went one on one with Powerhouse Hobbs. And full credit to Punk. Punk did not need to. He made Hobbs look like an absolute beast yeah yeah no definitely again another instance of a uh you know i guess legend maybe too young to uh, too early to call punk a legend but you know an older more established veteran uh out there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. helping establish the next generation uh there were a couple moments in this match that was uh, you know yeah yeah that 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 rana looked ugly for everybody busted open uh, punk's nose um I think Hobbs landed on top of his head. It was it was not great for anyone there. No. Um, but what I will say is I can't help but feel like while watching that, there had to have been a discussion between Hobbs and Punk where Hobbs being the young guy was probably like, oh, you know, I got to protect Punk in this match and, and whatever. And Punk had to be like, when you hit me, you hit me like a fucking truck. <laughs> because there was some friendly fucking fire in those strikes and yeah and, uh Hobbs making most of his offense uh very Mark Henry esque in terms of I'm just gonna throw my entire body weight at you. Yeah um, <laughs> looks beastly. I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, he's a big boy and knows how to use his weight to his advantage. Um and, and it looks good. You know, it was a fun match. Uh you know, there were shenanigans with hook on the outside there. Um, you know, Punk hit a GTS and that was, that was it. I did enjoy Taz and Starks on commentary and especially in this match yeah. because Taz was, was really walking the razor's edge of, you know, being a professional commentator and yeah. being, uh, powerhouse Hobbs coach. Uh, and it was, he was going back and forth and, and Starks was sniping in with some, you know, really funny and, 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 and good comments as well. Excalibur did a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I did enjoy the match, you know, not a five-star banger by any chance, but, uh, but, but fun accomplish what it needed to accomplish. Uh, I don't know if next is, I mean, does, does hook get his first match on TV against punk? That would be amazing. That, that would be uh, fantastic. Know? Um, I, I would love to see that. It does feel like Starks and punk is coming down the line for sure. Yeah. Um, Maybe at the pay-per-view. And we really didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, Ricky Starks replacing Mark Henry in the Rampage booth. Yeah. uh, Which, to me, a little bit of a bummer. Uh, Mark Henry was starting to to really uh, charm me in the booth, being such a disparate voice from Jericho, who is a fucking mile a minute and thankfully was not on this show. Amen. um, Because he's just too much. It felt like also... 
uh, especially with Jericho gone, uh, that uh, Excalibur and Taz were falling into their AEW dark mode. Very uh, loosey-goosey. Very loosey-goosey. And we did get a hot minute in the next match during the intros. We got a hot minute of Taz singing along with Jungle Boys, yeah. theme, <laughs> uh, which made me very, very happy. Um, yes. But the the next match was the six-man tag, the super click of Adam Cole and the Young Bucks against Christian Cage and Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Just beyond Omega, Brian, I'm going to say that this six-man was the, the next best match of the Grand Slam show. Ooh, it's it's a toss-up between this and the eight-man that came later in the show. Um, obviously, my... Uh... Yes, yes. Your, your, your bias is strong, but it's an understandable one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any, you know, anytime uh, Lucha Bros aren't on screen, people should be saying, where are the Lucha Bros? <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, that's pretty much how my yeah. mind works. But yeah, no, the, the Super Click um, Jurassic Express Christian match was, you know, the, a PWG special on yeah. on, on Turner Television. Uh, and it was everything I wanted it to be. It was super fun. Everybody, everybody looked fucking great. Christian yeah. showed that he could still hang with these, you know, th- these young kids out there. Uh, Luchasaurus got his big power spots in jungle boy. got his Even baby though Luchasaurus spots was in. definitely in the bushy spot of, all right, let's look at these six guys. I wonder who's taking right. the fall. Yeah. Um, tough times for Luchasaurus in that regard. But, yeah, and and again, you know, Jurassic Express loses another big match. Yeah, you know? I, I I feel like for better or for worse, Jurassic Express is in the spot of even when they lose, the fans still love them a lot anyway. Right. So like they can afford to lose, and it's going to be they fine. Can up to a certain point, I right? Mean, right? Right? Jungle Boy they need needs some to get W's. Some, uh, at least Jungle Boy Solo needs to get some big wins. Yeah, um, I, I kind of feel like we felt this way about Darby this time last year that that yeah. they needed to, you know, start really getting behind him. And then they put the TNT title on him. And look, he's he's a made man. Now. Yeah. So sure. I, but like I, feed I him, feed him Brandon Cutler right or something, yeah. you know, yeah. just get him a W. Get <laughs> something. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Uh, but this match was super fun. One other thing I wanted to point out about it. Um, and I, I meant to say something about it in, in our recording during Schlegel's Zipbox. I thought it was interesting. Cole getting his own entrance. I did notice that uh, at first, um, but then I re-listened to his theme song. I was like, yeah, that's why. Fucking slaps. <laughs> oh, yeah. His theme is amazing. His, his and he th- finally timed the boom correctly. Yes. Look, um, he had to learn. He had to learn. Yeah. And there was a learning curve there. Uh, but, yeah. And 20,000 people doing the Adam Cole Bay Bay. Dude is fucking over. He, he's, he is... I mean, I know we've talked about Darby, Sammy, MJF. You know, they're they're the future main event guys for AEW. Cole is oh. right there. Cole, he's what, 24, uh, 25? Adam Cole? No, he's like early 30s. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Cole is... Yeah, he was in Ring of Honor. Yeah, he was in Ring of Honor in the mid-2010s. Uh, he's 32. Yeah. So okay. he's right. young, but he's not He's still a child young. to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he, you know, he's going to be the guy. I feel like... When they do the title change, which still to me feels like to Adam Page, I feel yeah. like Cole could be one of the first up to feud. Well, the history's there, sure. Yeah, uh, and oh. also if if I'm honest, I feel like Miro might be a great guy to tee up for. Uh, oh, Adam Miro! Page. Fucking yes. love everything that's going on with Miro right now. Yes. Everything, yes. his promos, 
are ridiculous and I fucking love them. How all he cares about are his title, his God and his hot wife. And he mentions all three of them in every one of his promos. And And he finds a new way to do it every time. I know. I know. And he says it with such conviction that I a hundred percent believe him. Uh, And he goes out there and murders Fuego. Super stoked for this match with Sammy. Uh, As much as I would love Sammy to win the TNT title. I I was going to ask, do you think, do you think he's going to win it? I don't. I don't. I I, 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 I I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I think Miro s- still has some juice in this title run here. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed. Uh, yeah. But Sammy's cooled off a little bit because he hasn't really had a lot to do recently. And Miro's just fucking red hot. So I'm I'm still, you know, putting my eggs in Miro's basket at this point. But I'll be happy to be wrong. Yeah, I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if they pull the trigger on Sammy. My biggest disappointment would be that we don't get Miro Kingston round two. True, true. Um, but anyway, we had uh, Men of the Year versus Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. For better or for worse, this was all about the post-match where yeah. American Top Team ran out uh, and uh, Jorge Masvidal had a running knee to the head of Jericho. One thing I'll point out, of all of the MMA fighters, the one who looked most ready to be a professional wrestler was Paige Van Sant. She's, yeah. she's ready to fight in an entire crowd. She, she's got some she's got she's got the looks in yeah. more ways than one. Yeah, she she has that wrestler oh charisma. But uh, we, we <laughs> talked about this match at length in, in the Schlegel soapbox, so I won't yeah. uh, rehash too much. But uh, for and we talked about the match's length at length in yes. the <laughs> soapbox, which was too long. Yeah, uh, but for, uh, for Paige and Sky finally getting an angle and finally getting a big win definitely feels like they uh, they they left uh, a lot on the table there. They got lost in the shuffle of the post-match, yeah. Eight-man tag, Lucha Bros and Santana oh, Ortiz yeah. versus the Hardy Family Office, the Private Party, the Butcher, and the Blade. This was a house show special in many ways Yeah, of just, let's get all the guys on the show, let's have them hit their spots, but it was perfect. You had Santana Ortiz being super over in New York, mm-hmm. you had the Hardy Family Office, which I know you and I both have been verbally pretty cold about, but... Matt Hardy really is becoming a great heel manager. Uh, no. Yeah. He's, he's kind of settling into that role. The, the less I see of, of him in the ring, the yeah. better. He's really good at, at corralling these shitheads that he has in the HFO. Yeah. Um, Andy, big Andy from, uh, you know, the butcher coming back is a big boost to that group. Um, he looks like he's slimmed down, but bulked up at the same time. Yeah. Looks like a million fucking bucks, like a murderer and give me, you know, 20 matches between him and Phoenix and I'm there <laughs> eyes yes. glued to screen every second of the way. Yes. They, they had, they showed some great chemistry in that match. Yeah. Uh, but unsurprisingly the faces win, uh, and, uh, you know, a, a big moment for them after the match, Tony Schiavone's backstage with Matt Hardy, who challenged orange Cassidy to a hair versus hair match with Jack Evans. <laughs> <laughs> what a dickhead. <laughs> yes. Loved it. Love it. That match should be fun too. Yes. Very Did they much say so. when is that Rampage next week? Uh that is Rampage next week. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll I'll run down what we're looking at for yeah. uh, for next week in just a moment. Um and uh we had Penelope Ford versus Anna J. This was fine. Um this was the point where the two hour rampage and it getting close to midnight started yeah. to hit me like a freight train uh and, yeah, and you can too. tell with the live crowd too because they were in arthur ash until midnight so well, yeah because they did dark tapings prior to that too they right did. they taped dark elevation beforehand it's a long uh, night 
and then they did Dynamite, and then they did Rampage. Um, yeah. But then the main event, it was the Lights Out match with Suzuki Goon of Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Big hometown pop for Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I, uh, once it was pointed out to me, something I, I look at and I love now is uh, John Moxley uh, noticeably points out to Kingston to look out to the crowd and take that in. Because Eddie Kingston, prior to his run in AEW, like, the biggest crowd he performed in front of was, like, 1,500 people. Right, yeah. And uh, I think it was uh, Dave Meltzer who pointed out on an episode of Wrestling Observer Radio that that Moxley takes a moment to tell Kingston, hey, take that in. Look look at how over you are. And you could see it, like, on the, the New Jersey Dynamite two weeks ago, and you could especially see it here, like, dude is finally reaping the benefits of slugging it out for 20 years yeah. on the indie scene. And it's, it's a real heartwarming thing to see. Yeah. It's hard to find as good, a, a feel good story in, in that regard as, as yeah. Kingston's ascension in AEW. It's, it's, you know, it does warm the heart. It's great. I love to see it. And a quick plug. Uh, I did not get a chance to ask him about it on Schlegel soapbox, but our buddy Justin did record an interview with Eddie Kingston this past week. Oh, really? I yeah. missed that. It's I, up on, that. I think it's on the 98 Rock, uh, 98online.com page. And I think it's on their SoundCloud too. But yeah, it was, okay. it was to right. promote Rampage Grand Slam. He, he uh, sat down with Eddie Kingston. So that's pretty awesome. This show formerly hosted on the 98 Rock SoundCloud. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very, very true. <laughs> I wonder if those episodes are still up there. We, we will have to check that out. But uh, the match was exactly what you would think it would be. Lots of plunder, lots of violence. I absolutely loved just the stiff kick sending Kingston through the table in the yep. corner. Yep. Uh, the random young boys getting beat up. I, I didn't know AEW had young boys, but now they do uh, for the sole purpose of being murdered by uh, – Lance Archer. By Lance Archer and holy yeah. fucking shit, homicide popping up at the end of the show. Yeah, that was that was a fun little, uh, you know, that was a fun capper to the show. I yeah, think. And, and it worked really well, especially in that crowd. Right. And weirdly enough, you had uh, Kingston and Minoru Suzuki in the ring at almost the exact same time. Kingston and Minoru Suzuki were in ring in New York for GCW <laughs> for their yeah. uh, for their pay-per-view on Friday night. So. Very, very interesting. So what we're looking at for uh, Dynamite this coming week, we've got uh, Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole, which should oh, be yeah. amazing. Penelope Ford and the Bunny versus Ana Jay and Ty Conti. Finally getting that out of the way. Also a uh, tag team match with um, uh, Matt Seidel and Dante Martin versus Cody and Lee Johnson. Poor Mike Seidel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike Seidel has, has definitely uh, just been – Bumped out for Dante Martin. Um, uh, this is an upgrade. <laughs> yes. Uh, also on Rampage, the aforementioned hair match between Orange Cassidy and Jack Evans. So, Gee, I wonder who's winning that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm very intrigued to see what happens. That's going to be the long-awaited Rochester show. Uh, Rochester show. Uh, I have a buddy who has had tickets for that since oh, before wow. the pandemic. That's yeah. where they were going to debut both Matt Hardy and Brody Lee. I really think they should do something uh, with getting sure the Dark Order back together at that show. So, yeah, well, I mean, you know, Evil Uno declined the um, uh, invitation yeah, from the, Reynolds. The Olive to, Branch was uh, yeah tossed away. So, I, I, I hope we can get something positive ah, in man. front of that crowd. 
I was just thinking maybe they bring Paige back back then, but I don't think that would work. Huh. I don't I know. Mean, it could. I it could, but you know, I don't know. I, I'm sure they will do some sort of um you know, homage or something to to Brody yeah, at the yeah. show. Whether at the show on air or right. between the dynamite Tapings. live show and the and the taping of Rampage. Yeah. Um yeah, some something definitely needs to be done there. But it, it sounds like another packed week and uh you know, Monday we're supposed to find out officially where full gear is gonna be if the rumors are true. That's a big arena to fill. So I, I wonder are we going to get Omega page or are we going to get Danielson Omega too? Like I, I, I don't know what we're going to be looking at for full gear. Anyway, you look at it, it is a very hype time to be a fan of AEW, but Chris, I asked yeah. you, mm-hmm. how quickly does Brock Lesnar squash biggie? Do you think he gets eight seconds like <laughs> Kofi or do they try to bring him in under seven? Uh, I think they wait until February. Um, and then it's, uh, it's a quick five seconds because three ain't enough. He needs five. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. New from the Rough House podcast, it's the Rough House Music Volume 1. Justin Piss Poorly Sings the Classics. That's the same thing to ride a bed, something bumping, something bread, from Rochambeau's. Plus other popular themes such as... I have voices in my brain, I have some thoughts, they talk to me, I say some shit... Bob Randy on ha! And who could forget? You think you know who I am? Pow! Pow to say it is cloudy out and they think there might be rain. I know Christian, we're a tag team, and I think that we were vampires. That's a thing. You'll also get You know that I'm from America It is just south of Canada It is just north of Mexico Red, white, and blue We prefer white That's right, Justin Piss Poorly sings the classics Including Horns, hip-hop my time is happening. My time is not right now. My time is happening. Hey, I'm a fucking Marine. Here's a goddamn salute. Uh, here's a shitty top kick. I'm Cena. Uh. And the legendary. You think I'm cute. You know I'm sexy. I used to be partnered up with Marty Giannetti. Kicked him in the face. And he was out of work. And I still had a job, and he fell on hard times. I'm just successful boy, successful boy. I'm so successful boy, successful boy. 
My best friend's Triple H. It's Triple H. It's just a successful boy. I wear camo. Plus, soon-to-be classics like... It's a big man. He's got some lie. He's giant. He was thrown off a building in WCW, but he was okay. And then he came over and had long hair and tried his own catchphrase. Said, that's the final word, but it didn't catch on. So he only did it once. And... I hear the show. I hear the show. Got my hair dyed and I, I had sex with Vicky and AJ. Both cool. I'm Ziggler. Here to show the world. Here, hey, look, world. It's the Rough House Music Volume 1. Justin Piss Poorly Sings the Classics. Available this Christmas at Sam Goody, Music Town, Empire Records, and The Wall. Pre-order now and receive Kristoff's Cat for no added fee. The Rough House Music. Destroying your childhood worse than Vince McMahon on a cocaine bender ever could.